Welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast, or R and R, as Cranky hates me to say. I am one of your, <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, and in the screen because I haven't seen my partner in so long is. I am Cranky, <laughs> what, most unprofessional podcast on the internet. This is going to be a kind of rambly episode because there's lots of news. We have not been on a hike, but there's lots of news that we want to discuss this evening. Yes, lots of news. And we figured because we were going to drop IB Tat's episode tonight. However, IB Tat is so popular that he was on two other podcasts this week alone. So we figured we'll stagger it out a little bit. We'll have people recover from the amazing that is IB Tat. And then we will drop him next week. We promise. Yes, it was a very awesome interview. Mm -hmm. And I would also recommend um, the John Freaking Muir podcast. Yes, you listened to it. How was it? It was good. Um, I am strongly recommending it. I think we got better stories out of him we'll let our listeners judge but um that was a very good episode and obviously they are more professional than us so <laughs> check our interview with him out and then check theirs out that's right all right so what do we got tonight crank we have a bunch of topics it's uh, very um all over the map tonight but we figured it was rather important for us to clue you in about what is going on Yes. So, um, let's start with some news. So, this year marks the 100th anniversary of the Appalachian Trail, 1921 uh, to 2021. And what I wanted to comment on is I've been looking through the news articles about the anniversary and I will just just a sample. So this is from uh, Brandice.edu, but this is kind of a sample of what you get. Um, the ATS, it's widely known, is a nat- national icon on par with conservation touchstones, yada, yada, yada. Benton Mackay, the classically trained forester who proposed creating the AT in 1921 saw it as a space where visitors could escape the stresses of and rigors of modern life blah 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 then does it move- say it in that uh, greta yeah <laughs> yes uh, i'm stealing from the great greta thunberg um an escape blah 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 world war ii veteran earl schaefer blah 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 more than a footpath, blah, 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 (laughs) who is not mentioned in this article or any news articles that I have found on this topic would be Myron Avery, who we have discussed on this podcast many times. Without his work and dedication, there would be no trail. In my opinion, he is actually far more essential 
than Bet Mackay. Uh, Bet Mackay came up with an idea. Congratulations. But he was, as we have mentioned previously, a socialist and envisioned this as a trail that would basically connect a bunch of communes and communist communities. Completely unrealistic. And um, he was not able to get it done. He was, he ended up the end of his life as a failure. And it was Myron Avery, the maritime lawyer and hard ass and asshole that got it done. Um, and I say asshole in the most loving way possible <laughs> because you needed that personality to coordinate 14 different states and 31 different trail clubs. And um, he didn't put up with anyone's bullshit and he actually got it done, and no one remembers him. There's not a Myron Avery trail. There is one book, um, which is Blazing Ahead, that we have reviewed on the podcast. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing that he does not get the credit that he deserves, since we have this platform and our listeners, and we are international. I was looking at our demographics. We have one listener from Italy. Oh, so Russia, Italy... Did um, our buddy from Africa ever tune in? No, he oh. said he... But well, I looked at the demographics and he did not because oh. he's alone. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the first thing I wanted to cover. Um, Myron Avery doesn't get enough credit. Still, a hundred years later. And he did all of the organizational work and actually got it done. Now, question. There is a Benton Mackay Trail down by Springer Mountain. And it goes yes. from Springer Mountain, Georgia, to, um, what was it? Does it go into North Carolina? I think it's... I believe so, one of our potential guests just finished it. I have oh. to reach him. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the reason why I ask, um, I mean, granted, Benton McKay, as you said, was the, the more well-known person, uh, whether or not he did the work or not. You know, it's to be, <laughs> for our listeners, their decision. But um, I was wondering if he was from down there, too, which is why his trail, the name of the trail, is there. Or is it just no, because the was, Southern Terminus is there and that's it? Yeah, he was a, I believe, I could be wrong about this, but I believe, uh, if I remember my reading correctly... He actually lived in New Jersey for oh. a while. He was a northerner, northeasterner. Um, so the Benton Mackay Trail is a footpath in nearly 300 miles in length in the Appalachian Mountains in the southeastern United States. All no, right, so yeah, I, it was just named after him because he was one of the movers and shakers, basically. Yes. All right. It is from Springer Mountain, Georgia, to Big Creek in the Smokies. Oh, okay. It's a trail okay. worth checking out. Yes, um, we definitely should put that on our list. Okay, the other thing... Actually, why don't you do your rescue story, and then we'll get <laughs> to the other thing. Okay, moving right along. So I uh, I follow a handle on Instagram called ADK Fun Police and you should too because it's just very, very funny. Uh, they kind of poke fun at 
hikers and rangers and everything and everyone in between. But what caught my eye a couple days ago was actually on a more serious note, they posted a, um, I guess, a dispatch that was received on November 25th at 4.50 p.m. And this was received in the town of Keene. And here it says, Raybrook Dispatch received a call from Essex County about three hikers on the summit of Mount Marcy, the tallest mountain in New York State, and relentless, if you're not careful, requesting a ride off the mountain. The hikers were wearing regular sneakers and complaining of frozen feet with at least eight inches of snow near the peak. Rangers Black and Evans responded. The hikers could not read a map properly, making it more difficult for rangers to pinpoint their location. At 9.52 p.m., rangers reached the hikers and helped them to Marcy Dam and then to their vehicle. Resources were clear at 10.36 p.m. So I have a bunch of different questions. Tis but I guess the season to be fuck-ups, fa-la-la-la-la. La, la, la. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was going to say this should be, we should adapt this to our potential tv show this should be an episode of <laughs> peak watch, watch. <laughs> um oh okay, there's another so one I, by the way so after you go over this one I'll, I'll read you the other one just for giggles so having summited mount marcy three times now um the obvious points are you need to know how to read a map if it's the same one that you had sent me before mm-hmm. i believe that they had um, a digital map, but that was draining their cell phone and their cell phone died. Oh, that's that... not the one, no. Okay. Um, so, yeah, know how to read a map. Bring, yeah, just know how to read a map. Don't go up there in sneakers. I mean, this is all really obvious I mean, stuff. Even before that number one of don't read a map, wear the proper gear. Yes. You will yep. be more apt to find your way out without a map if you are warmer. Yes. So, yeah, that you answered my next question. I was going to ask, like, that's not a very difficult navigational challenge, even without a map. Uh, the Van Hovenberg Trail is... There's exactly two forks but i you're right if it's dark and you're cold and you're a complete fuck up yeah not to mention on the summit of mount marcy the blazes are on the ground yeah yes so with eight inches of snow yes okay these people didn't they're see still it. fucked up but why the fuck are you hiking i mean first of all we don't know how long they were up there, what time they left. This is very uh, superficial. But how long were they up there that it was now past sunset when they received this call? Luckily, on the tops of these mountains, you get cell service. Yep. If not, they would probably be dead. Be dead. Um, because if your feet are cold. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're screwed. You're, you're, and yes. um, so don't that leave, is... especially in winter, don't leave late. We, we You yep. can get away with leaving late. Like we bitched about people leaving late to go up to Mount Washington. Fine. But you can get away with it in the summer. Yeah, it'll get dark, but you won't be freezing to death. Right. Um, that's the wonderful thing about Mar- Mount Marcy and the thing that attracts idiots. It is a very accessible summit. It's challenging, but it's also at the same time accessible. You can do that summit having no, no experience. experience. Mm. So it attracts a lot of people, which is fantastic. But while attracting a lot of people, it also attracts fuck ups. So read a map, take a map, proper gear, don't leave late. Like, and yeah, I mean, the- also, I'm sorry to interrupt you, keep interrupting you, but they only got to these hikers five hours after the call. So they were lucky to even be yeah. moving <laughs> at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why for, I know one of my Christmas presents is going to be um, an emergency tent. Mm-hmm. So we're adding that to our gear list. Um, yeah, there, there's many things that they fucked up with. So I mean, I'm glad yeah. they're okay. I'm glad everyone is fine. But, you know, think about it. Also, people, uh, as, as we love, we're all in this together. Bullshit. Well, you have to think about also, when you're in trouble, you are putting these rangers' lives, even though they're more prepared, they're, you're putting them in a potential danger as well. So please. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do some research. Prepare accordingly. Have fun. But, you know, just be cognizant. I like it. Yeah. So quickly, before we go on to the next topic, I will read to you the other dispatch. Um, it's a shorter one, not as dramatic, naturally. But on the same day, we are dealing with... When was Thanksgiving? What day? Was the twenty. The- it was weird. It was the 25th this year. It was the 25th. So both times on Thanksgiving. So on Thanksgiving at 3.10 p.m., Raybrook so Dispatch... You're also to dovetail your... Yes. You're putting rescuers... Light, you're pulling them also away from their family on Thanksgiving. Damn you. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raybrook Dispatch received a call from Essex County about two hikers on the Soda Ridge Trail. I'm sorry, Soda Range Trail. I'm not sure where the Soda Range Trail is in the park. But they, these hikers lost their way and did not have headlamps or cold weather gear. The hikers were using a trail app, which was draining their cell phone battery. This, this is the one I was... That's the one. At 4.27 p.m., Rangers Black and Evans, these guys were really busy that day, found the hikers and helped them out to the trailhead. Resources were clear at 4.45. Now, reading this one and the times, it wasn't far. They weren't very far in. They were able to get out within an hour and a half and all was well. But for heaven's sake, again, end of the, the day here, 3.10, you have an hour and 20 minutes of sunlight left. No cold weather gear, no headlamps, for fuck's sake. It doesn't matter if you do a 20-mile hike or a 2-mile hike in the winter. Bring more than you need. Yep. 
um, at least they called before their cell phone battery died. Yeah, that's so, very true. And I also, that. yeah, I you're absolutely right. I mean, glad these people are also fine. Uh, if you can afford it, especially in these more remote parks, a an inReach, a beacon, a GPS tracker, something not that's not your cell phone. And if you are, you should do that and um, an anchor or mm -hmm. in the Instagram feed. Um, advertisements keep coming up for, I don't know how good they are, but keep coming up for um, solar battery packs. Mm -hmm. And you hang it on the outside of your pack and it, the reviews say that it doesn't quite work you got to have a have it out for a lot of hours to get a solar charge but battery um, banks are so cheap now yeah i was gonna say these things i looked these things are like 30 bucks mm -hmm. like so at least do that if you're not going to do an in reach you should do both but at least bring a battery bank yep anchor is still the best by the way yes and that's all i will say about that Okay, it's going to be episode 12 of Peak Watch. <laughs> Yay. Once again, Ranger Rich and his cohort, Ranger Black, find hiding away from their delicious turkey <laughs> to answer the call. Writes itself. It does. All right, so this is my beef. Um,. A couple of episodes ago, we mentioned I Am Dragon Sky, and that is our episode called Be Excellent to Each Other. So this is the lady that uh, did her through hike, and it took her eight months, and um, she was getting shit for it. <clears throat> online people were attacking her for well why did it take eight months go listen to that episode we covered the whole thing so having done a little more research um on this person we stand by our don't attack people online um hike your own hike however this hiker i now classify as a celebrity so the gloves are off. There's a difference between just going after someone who is on Instagram, who's just a, an average, I'm enjoying this, here's my picture, and someone who is putting themselves out there and using this hobby to promote a social platform. This bitch is now a celebrity. So, gloves are off. She's not coming on the podcast. I, I asked and I was referred to her, her agent. Her agent, her manager. Unquote. So, um, warning, goodbye listeners. <laughs> I will also say, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. When we have guests, their views are not our views. So I'm saying that now before I say this next part. Um, so I beat Tat's views are not our views. We had wonderful guests from Lookout Hostel. They're not. They don't represent our views. We just interview them to bring you different perspectives. But this lady is using hiking to promote a social platform. Her agent is 
blackpeoplehike.com. So this is an organization set up to promote diversity. Mrs. Cranky is looking at me like, what the fuck? Um, And there's nothing wrong with having a website like that at all. Good. Promote yourself. Do it. Promote your group. I mean, they, we, like, the Adirondack Mountain Club promotes themselves, you know, stuff like that. However, go on. Yeah, in my view, it's a little bit different because you're, and we've talked about this a little bit, um, you're promoting a social platform. Okay. You're not promoting, the Adirondack Mountain Club is promoting trails, is promoting hiking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is using hiking to promote a social platform. Okay. And that, I don't agree with, and I will call people out. Still hike your own hike. Do what you want to do. But, you know, criticism is part of the deal if you're going to put yourself out there like this and use, make yourself a celebrity and use it to promote a social platform. And not only to do that, but to politicize it all. Yes, which is going to be my next thing. So, yeah. So this is tying in Black Lives Matter, the SJW movement, into this hobby, and it's using this hobby to... It's politicizing the hobby. Um, And this is what communist states do. This is what extreme socialist states do this is what the state does if you look at the history in soviet russia the state must invade and must take over every aspect of your life there can be no competition with the state everything you do is part of a political uh, movement and and the political state so that i completely disagree with so Again, using the hobby as promotion of a controversial political viewpoint, I will call you out all day. So if you need to exit our wonderful show, goodbye, listeners. So she posted on the Instagram, I do not work for free. I do not work for gear. I do not do free labor. That includes podcasts, writing pieces, Licensing my photos and public speaking engagements. I have turned down... This sounds like a Dr. Sue novel. (laughs) Major companies who refuse to pay... Not that part. ...but have money in the bank. Um, Yes, that's that's the whole I am Dragon's guy, I am. Keep going. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, I commented... And this, yes, Mrs. Cranky is saying, I do not like green eggs and hams. Copyright <laughs> <laughs> strike. Yes, copyright <laughs> strike. <laughs> I do not like to hike in Vietnam. Um, <laughs> so I commented on our, as Rocks and Roots pod, isn't capitalism wonderful? That's why free markets are amazing. You can literally turn your hobby into a business. Well done. Which is exactly what she's doing. She's turning this into a social platform to promote Black Lives Matter and SJW stuff. The politicization, the politicization of everything. Politics must invade every aspect of your life. There can be no separation 
between politics and enjoyment and that turns it into a religion and just you know i will call you out all day if you want to come on the podcast you can still come on the podcast but question for you that are done now do you know any hikers who have been paid to be on podcasts no no i do not i'm not aware not neither am i which makes yes. me wonder why this person seems so fucking entitled and yes. and demands payment. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll um, you for my invoice for my time. <laughs> okay, Mrs. Mrs. Cranky. Cranky. Yes, Mrs. Cranky will receive goodies tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, I'll bill you. I'll write up an <laughs> that's what I'm talking. Um, so yeah, we owe you probably hundreds of dollars then because you were on the podcast and we did not compensate oh, you. No, you are you are a slave apparently. Remember that three hundred ninety nine dollar proton pack that I really really, really, really wanted? Yeah, that's my. So that's compensation for being on a few episodes. Four hundred dollar proton pack. Okay. Um. So yeah, and then you're right. It's border. It's not borderline. It's definitely grifting. So it's using, which I don't, and I meant what I said. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, there are other people who do the same thing, who have turned the hobby into a money-making opportunity. They sell photos online. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Tat does it. Yep. They, um, yeah, personalized Jonathan Zaharik does it. <sighs> yes. So I, but it's a bit hypocritical because um given her political viewpoint i'm sure she is definitely not a capitalist correct so, you know what i have no pro for some reason this does this rubs me the wrong way and you heard me say as much when you first showed this to me um however i tat selling his amazing photographs and even to an extent jonathan saharic doing what he's doing doesn't bother me as much no, at all. Capitalism. Yeah. But you're also buying a product. Correct. You're buying the patch that you liked because he had one and you want one too. Yeah. You're buying his and admittedly his I, I don't follow that closely, but like his photographs are beautiful. And if you yeah. have to hang one in your home, you're getting something. You're mm-hmm. buying something to support someone that you follow that you have a parasocial relationship with which you can totally get into that as a whole new story for all the time yeah but you're, you're someone that you watch you got to know you, you like. like yes and, and with this woman purchasing she, something. yeah not just to hear her viewpoint on something you're getting something in return yeah um and those people are promoting nature they're promoting the trails they're promoting the hobby she's promoting herself and her political view which i strongly disagree with and i don't like people who mix the two and not to mention she doesn't have any street cred really people like tat zaharic i keep mentioning this because these are the two people off the top of my head who do sell dixie dixie does have her own website and she does sell stuff Um, but they have thousands of miles and many videos under their belt. I, does this woman have videos out? I, if she does, I've I've not, I've Um, not seen, I've never heard of her uh, until 
I think it was the Appalachian Trail Facebook or Instagram that posted her her completion. She, I, she's done more than us. She's done a through hike. She, which is fantastic. We have not mm-hmm. done that, so not saying you know that's still an amazing accomplish accomplishment um yeah uh, my thing and then i guess we can move on unless mm-hmm. you have anything to add to this is you're using your 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 race and your political viewpoint and you're using the hobby to promote that and to pontificate and i I don't agree. It, it's politis, politis. I can't say this fucking word tonight. Politicization. 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 Yes. <laughs> um, and it, it's like North Korea. In North Korea, there is no separation. Your life is state. And mm-hmm. the idea that we have to politicize everything, I think, is extremely dangerous. Um, what was I going to say? I forget. <laughs> <It's been a> <laughs> <week>. <laughs> oh, what I now rem- remember. I had posted something on my personal Instagram uh, about that actually, and being out in the woods is supposed to you're supposed to be disconnected from the bullshit. We are so our lives, our personal lives are so intertwined with politics and like every facet is politicized lately. I mean, Late, yes. the 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 most recent thing and the most recent thing for me is probably like so last week uh is the Audubon Society you know the bird society that's all racist because Audubon was a racist I mean for fuck's sake um everyone's yep. an asshole <laughs> newsflash everyone's an asshole um but anyway shut the phone off unless you need your phone for GPS you're supposed to shut the phone off Take a walk. If you can't get into the woods for whatever reason, walk around the block. Walk to your beach. Walk to a park. Get outside. And disconnect. And bring that peace that you receive when you're outside back into the real world. That's what we do. We have found over the years hiking, and I'm sure many of you who hike hopefully, have found this as well, that when you do these overnights, when you are you have everything you need on your back for a few days, mo- weeks, months, that when you come back to the real world, all of the things that we thought were important or stressful really are not. And that we Correct. can e- stuff can easily roll off our shoulders. That's what it's supposed yep. to do. It's not supposed to make you mad and supposed to make you go on social media and have a tirade that I'm the only black person, blue person, green person on trail. No, it's supposed to calm you. Yep. There you go. Agree. (laughs) And we've also mentioned that the idea that there's no diversity on trail is a myth because it is a myth. Mm -hmm. So I also don't like the propagation of the myth that the trail is only white people and the trail is racist and because it's not true that that's not the reality so i'm i'm done with that story if you're done okay yes so the next chapter three (laughs) the next chapter of this episode and speaking of the appalachian trail for many, many years, especially more in the southern states, because more people start at the southern terminus at Springer Mountain, 
the trail gets a lot of use. And it's, people say, and they're right, it's, it's kind of ruining the fauna and flora of the trail. I mean, we've seen it marching through Georgia and seeing how wide the trail is at certain spots. The trail is trampled. It's a hundred years plus of walking on it. So uh, conservationists, environmentalists, they are concerned about the trail widening even more. So throughout the years, you know, people were wondering what they could do. During pandemic time, when uh, the Conservancy forced us off trail, uh, we actually did they comment. They off trail. <laughs> they didn't force us <laughs> off trail. So okay. <laughs> we were commenting while 98% of people were off trail. It's actually It actually gave the trail a bit of a break. You didn't yes. have uh, the bubble at all. I mean, a baby bubble, maybe, but but not the normal large bubble that goes through every spring. Uh, and that probably did help the vegetation to some extent. Now, others have gone even further than saying, maybe we'll just take a season off to, to let people know of other trails in our region that you could do. And an article just came out on December 3rd. We are on December 10th right now. Um, titled, Trailblazers Hope This New Route That Winds Through the Valley Will Take Stress Off the AT. And this trail is called the Great Eastern Trail. It parallels the AT from the southern portion. So the southern portion portion of the AT starts at Springer. On the GET, the Great Eastern Trail, this trail starts in Alabama and it parallels the AT all the way up to about Harrisburg, Duncannon area. So at about that point for all my AT folks, what the trail does, because you are walking pretty much next to Route 81, a good portion of the way of the AT. Once 81 hits Route 78 in Pennsylvania, and if you look at a map, you go straight up from south to north and you do you go due east. While the AT goes east to New Jersey, this Great Eastern Trail continues north and continues following Route 81 until it reaches the New York-Pennsylvania border and ends in New York State. So it's a very cool. cool concept. It's actually, it's a network of trails. That's what a lot of, you know, when, when they want to create new trails, that's what you, you do. Uh, it's hard to create new trails, brand new trails. So they connected uh, many trails covering hundreds of miles, passing through nine states, it's meant for hikers, horseback riders, and bikers. Um, and it's a, a cool new alternative. And I really do hope it takes off. Um, yeah. Let's see. What did they say? It passes through, they call it the valley, which is west of the AT. 
uh, using the High Knob Trail, the Car Mountain Trail, and the Tuscarora Trail. Um, so yeah, I mean, this, this looks like a really nifty trail. Um, there are other amazing trails actually in the Northeast, long distance ones that, um, I actually let Cranky know about not too terribly long ago that goes from like Crown Point, New York, and it goes West to Michigan. It's like that North Country National Scenic Trail. So there are plenty others, um, not as prestigious as the AT, but definitely a great alternative. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. And um, I like the fact that you can bike on it. And if you are not happy with the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, this is your alternative. Who maintains it? Like, what's, do you have that information? Let me see. Oh, there was a website. And we'll put it in the show notes. It's greateasterntrail.net. There is a board, um, which is very cool. It's a project of the Great Eastern Trail Association. And they, in turn, work with the American Hiking Society and local trail partners, just like the ATC does. Cool. We should maybe check out portions. We have so many freaking, you know, trails we're juggling at the moment. Let's add another one. Okay. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Cranky is cranky. Um, but there is a trail. I wonder if it connects because there's a trail that goes from, uh, Southern PA to the, um, New York PA border. I wonder if that connects it at all. Well, it's something from, for us to research most certainly. Oh, and there's something else. There is another trail. Of course there's another trail. Spend our lives trailing. it's a trail, it's actually part of the AT, if you can believe that. It's called the International Appalachian Trail. And for those who want to continue the AT journey, you can actually continue north of Katahdin and get into Canada. So this trail is a bit disjointed. Um, and actually I'll send this to you, Crank, so you could put it on the gram. Um, this map shows you walking into the province of New Brunswick, continue walking north into the province of Quebec, and the trail ends at the water. And then what you have to do is take a boat or retrace your steps and take a car to Prince Edward Island, walk Prince Edward Island, take the go over the bridge or take the ferry from Prince Edward Island to Nova Scotia, walk Nova Scotia, and then take another ferry to Newfoundland and walk the length of Newfoundland. So, <laughs> whoever has this done is this, really weird. Bring up. Say again, and I will say why in a moment. No, just say that again. You broke I said, up. This is really, but this is very interesting that you are bringing this up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will explain why in a moment but continue (laughs) uh that that was pretty much it um i'm trying to find how many mile extra miles you will get to to do oh it'll add an additional 1200 kilometers which is roughly 
uh, about 750 miles. So I was just listening to, sometimes I like to torture myself. (laughs) Um, I was listening to an episode of Backpacker Radio. I do not recommend podcasts. Um, <laughs> it is the Trek podcast, and it ninety nine percent of the time it is absolute torture. Um, like, yeah, I just do not recommend. But they were just interviewing Nimble Will Nod, who Nimble real Wada name Wada? is. <laughs> Nimble Will Nomad, oh. whose real name MJ Sonny uh, Eberhart. Um, he is the oldest person to have through Hus the Appalachian Trail oh, at cool. the age of eighty and uh, he did it this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, actually, if you look on Dragon's Fist Instagram, she has a picture with him. Um, so, he was. they just interviewed him, and his story is he was an optician, and he started hiking in his 60s, and his first hike was the International AT. In, really? He did it back in the 90s. That's so yes. cool. Yeah, and he was explaining everything that you just said. Um, and his thing, which is really fantastic, is the AT is fine, but that's only a small portion of the Appalachian Mountains. And he talks about um, when he got to Katahdin, he is like, I'm just going to keep going. And he did the knife edge and continued up into, um, Canada. Cool. But then he also talks about the four on this most recent through hike that, that he did, I think it was 250 extra miles mm-hmm. because the Appalachian mountain range continues south of, um, Springer mountain. Like, so he did the actual full Appalachian range. Mountain not, range. Yeah. Not all in one hike, but in the course of his life, he has done the entire range. So his attitude is, yeah, the AT is nice and all, but um, you're only getting part of the picture, which is fucking badass. He is one of the few hikers to have completed all 11 national scenic trails um in the united states wow like this guy's fucking badass um and he said on you know he's done this is going to be his last long hike and of course the idiots on backpacker radio are like why why is this going to be your last hike because he's 83 fucking years old years old yeah um so yeah, he was saying that he's obviously done tens of thousands of miles um, throughout the course of, and it's crazy because he started in his sixties. That is so, crazy. Wow. But yeah, he, it's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's that is nuts. I mean, he has twenty years, and he's hiked that much. Yeah. Um, but he was saying this last round, like his balance is gone. 
Um, he fell a lot. He, he took a header that really scared him. Um, but he was saying he was forced to go ultra light. His base weight without food and without water is six pounds. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> and I mean, he has to because he's 83 fucking years old. Like he's fallen all over the place. He's stumbling everywhere. So, like, he has to keep his weight down. But he was saying, you know, he uses, obviously, um, Hyperlite all the way. Does he... Did, like he, did he have a crew? Nope. I mean, because, actually, Pappy had a crew going up. And Pappy attempted the AT in 2017. 2018. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't make it. No. He, he did it solo. Good for him. Wow. But, um... Yeah, so it's funny that you mention that because that ties in. So uh, normally I don't recommend Backpacker Radio, but, but go check out um, that episode just to hear this guy speak. And it's great because he has no patience for Zach Badger Davis and What's-Her-Face. Um, it, it's hilarious. He Chauncey? shuts them down at several times. Later. I think her name's Yeah, Chauncey. he has yeah. no patience for <laughs> Zach and Chauncey hilarious he shuts them down a couple different times in the interviews fucking great so i wonder if he has a manager maybe we can get him on our podcast i'll reach out and i don't think it's gonna happen but i'll reach out (laughs) all right so um what else oh i had one other um chapter five (laughs) yes That's staying in. WWE in our house right now. Wow. There's a literal cat fight in in the cranky household at the moment. All right. So anyway. Humble's <laughs> dying hysterically on the other side of the state. Kevin Smith of Clerks fame of view the, the view askew universe um, is now into hiking because he almost died on stage, uh, almost left a widow and a fatherless child. So it's really awesome. He got himself in shape, lost a bunch of weight. Good for him. Except um, this is where I take issue. Um, on his Twitter, hiked Runyon for the first time in a month. Runyon is a very famous trail out in L.A., mm-hmm. uh, in Hollywood, where all of the liberal Hollywood people say that they hike. <laughs> They're connecting with nature in the middle of fucking Los Angeles. Um, so, hiked Runyon for the first time in a month. A maskless passerby told me, Two masks is overkill. And yes, Mr. Smith does have two masks on in this picture. I replied, Batman wears a mask. Maskless guy looked at me like I was an idiot because you are an idiot. In moments (laughs) like this, instead of arguing, I like to counter unsolicited opinion with unsolicited fact. So in my view, this is the story of two fucking idiots on trail. How many times have we seen people with masks on trail and then bitched about them on the podcast? Countless. Many. How many times have we actually said something to them 
None. Zero. You have a right, if you want, mm-hmm. to wear a mask on trail. Totally. No interfere with that. No one should stop that. We comment on that on the podcast because we have a podcast and we talk about trail shit. Um, but we would never approach someone and say, it doesn't matter if they're a celebrity or if they're just a random day hiker. Like, don't approach people on trail and criticize their choices. Hike your own fucking hike. You shouldn't do that with anybody anywhere at any time. If you, if I'm walking into Walmart and I see someone with a mask on, I go, all right, whatever. They, they felt more comfortable wearing a mask. If a business asks me to wear a mask, all right, whatever. I don't really care. I'll do it. But I'm not going to sit there and like go up to someone and be like, you're stupid. That's, that's so inappropriate because I would never want someone to come up to me to say whatever they didn't think they didn't like about my shirt or they didn't like my shoes. Like, I, I, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yes, 100%. And that philosophy applies to trail. I like that you were raising your hand, Tumbles. (laughs) (laughs) Question. (laughs) Don't get Tumbles. (laughs) Kevin Smith is doubly full of shit because where does fucking Batman put his fucking mask? Yes, that was going to be my next point. So he is also an idiot because does Batman's mask cover his nose and mouth? No. No. If you're a nerd, the more appropriate analogy would have been Spider-Man. That's right. Who wears a mask over his nose and mouth. So this is the the tale of Bane if you're doing the Batman universe. This is the tale of two fucking idiots who encountered each other on trail. One of them happens to be a celebrity, so we get to hear about it. And wants to talk about it for clout. Yes. And this is... Maybe he should interview (laughs) Dragon Sky. Yeah, they would be perfect together. I don't think Mr. Smith is so upset about this, but he just had to run to Twitter to get on his echo chamber, to hear all of his other little followers, give him his little high fives with little bros, and you're so awesome, and you're doing the right thing, man. Yep. He gets into his echo chamber. It's virtue, yeah, it's virtue signaling. Yeah. He needs all of the adoration he can get, even for this shit, because uh, Masters of the Universe sucks. Yeah, he has a new Masters of the Universe, a new He-Man show on Netflix, which sucks. He fucked it up and is getting a lot of backlash. So I guess he needs, you're right, Mrs. Cranky, he needs all of the adoration that he can get. So this is pure virtue signaling. Um, I, I guess the last point, <laughs> chapter six, uh, go, we're going back to the East Coast, um, to the AT, and something that I learned just today was that Katahdin is open for winter. And if everyone knew this, then I'm a dumbass, but I had no idea, I, <laughs> I had no idea that, um, Baxter and Mount Katahdin are open for winter hiking. Uh, They do close Baxter State Park and the peak in October, but that's only to allow the first frosts and snowfall to cover the vegetation. So while that very delicate process is happening, you don't want uh, people to trample over that. So now that there's many inches of snow on the ground, um, in Baxter, on Katahdin, you can go up 
and hike it. So today, um, a follower, not a follower, someone in a group that I follow, uh, completed their through hike because they summited Katahdin today. So they did it within the calendar year. That's fantastic. Yeah. So when are we doing this loop? <laughs> I, I was actually doing some research and it's a bit of a challenge to get into Baxter. There is an access road um, from Millinocket, which is the closest town to Abel Bridge to Katahdin, but that access road does close for the season. Okay. It's a nine-mile hike from where the access road kind of drops you off on the AT to Katahdin. So I don't know how that works. I'll have to do some more research and perhaps contact this guy to see how he did it. Um, But even the hotel and cabins that are closest and still on the accessible road is closed for the season. So I'm not sure how they do it. Okay. Well, we will have to figure it out. And then we need to get back in December is tricky. Um, We have not done hikes this month. We'll get back to you all with whatever we come up with for January. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next week is already the weekend before Christmas. And then Christmas, we go on vacation. Yeah, Not hiking vacation, but vacation, vacation. It's history time. History time with the cranks. And um, so I'm sure we'll be coming at you from the wonderful area in Virginia that we go. And, uh, yeah, we we will be posting Tat's interview next week. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And anything else? I think that's it. Beautiful. So like us and love us on the gram. Rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. We will post a map of the International Appalachian Trail as well as the Get, the Great Eastern Trail. Uh, what else? We have that TikTok, rocks underscore roots underscore podcast. Please give us a five-star review. I know we're asking so much of you. I guess the most important thing is to, when you listen to us, give us a five-star review, leave a comment. Um, we love to hear from you all. And, uh, yeah, other than that, hope you have a lovely, lovely evening and weekend, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.